0: November 25th, 2015 which means there's only one month left till Christmas, baby! And like a stocking, this episode is stuffed! We're gonna talk about the Muppets! We're gonna have Christmas crafts with my first ever guests on the show! I'm gonna talk about my five favorite signs that Christmas is coming, and we did a contest last month, so that means this month it's time to announce the winners! Let's not waste any more time, let's get this sleigh ride rolling and start the show! Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Tim Babb, and I'll be your guide through this marshmallow world coming to you from the Christmas cave, a.k.a. my garage with Christmas lights up. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, which is a great time to get together with family and friends. You eat some delicious food and have some barely informed yet superheated political arguments that make the whole room awkward for an entire hour. But more importantly, that means that after midnight tomorrow, it is our time! Christmas season has officially begun! No one can post any more angry memes at you anymore about how you have to wait to start celebrating Christmas. You can embrace it! Pull Christmas under the mistletoe and give it a big sloppy kiss! Yes, Christmas time is here. But in many ways it's been here for a while, and that's what today's Five Golden Things is about. Five golden days. Now, as I said, most people believe the Christmas season can't begin until after Thanksgiving. But there are a lot of ways that indicate the start of the season before Turkey Day. Here are some of my faves. Number five. You know who loves Christmas? stores. They know you want to buy stuff, and they can't wait to sell it to you. While that may be shallow and self-serving on their part, it certainly motivated them to make the most of the season every year. I love it because they start early. Christmas decor on sale in September? You're on my wavelength, Sears. I went to Kmart to try and find my eldest uh, son a Halloween costume, and I actually had to walk through an entire aisle of Christmas stuff just to get to the Halloween stuff. My favorite is Target. There's one near me where the back corner is reserved for whatever seasonal merchandise they wanted to Display. As soon as the Halloween stuff went up, they put Christmas stuff right behind it. So almost a third of the year, there is Christmas stuff in that corner. I call it Target's Christmas Corner, and no one else does, but that's okay. Okay number 4 This is sort of hand in hand with number 5. I mean, if the stores are going to have Christmas stuff out, they've got to bring you in to buy it, right? How do they do that? Commercials on TV. Although I watch a lot less TV than I used to, thanks to my kids. I and I'm actually trying to avoid commercials lately because I don't want any more of the Force Awakens spoiled for me. Okay? Mm, ticket I already bought. More clips I do not need. Yes. <laughs> I did see some Kmart layaway ads they were on in September. I liked it because the ad made a joke about how it was too early to do a Christmas ad, but they still did a Christmas ad. Oh, Kmart. You're incorrigible. Number three. My number three is Music Choice. Now, a little background on this. I have Comcast Cable, which is usually my own personal Lex Luthor, but they have this selection of music channels called Music Choice. They have a bunch of different ones like pop, country, kids' songs. There's a bunch. One particular channel is called Sounds of the Season. I first discovered this channel during Christmas, and they were playing Christmas music. But then, as I got into January, I asked myself, Hey, Self. Yes, Tim? Do they play Christmas music all year long? I have no idea, we share the same brain. So I decided I would tune in every day until I think around January 6th, it switched to like new age drums and synth harps or something. Then I learned they switch music for various seasons. They play Irish music around St. Patrick's Day, patriotic stuff around 4th of July, scary stuff for Halloween, and of course, Christmas music during Christmas. So last year I made it a point to watch the channel right after Halloween to see when they'd make the switch from scary music to Christmas music. Sure enough, two days after Halloween, Boom! At midnight, Christmas music. It was the same thing that, It was the same thing this year. Halloween was on a Saturday. On Sunday at midnight Eastern time, boom, Christmas music. And now, that's channels what the television is set to all the time. If the TV's on and we're not actively watching something, it's Sounds of the Season, baby. I've actually bought a few CDs based on hearing songs on that channel that I'd never heard of before, including the music you're hearing in the background right now. It's an album called All Is Calm by Bonfiglio. There's a link to the Amazon page in the show notes if you're loving this music like I am. Number two. This one's a little few and far between, but there are some brave neighbors who rip down that Halloween decor on November 1st and start stringing up those Christmas lights. God bless them, everyone. I don't live in an area that gets snow. Actually, in California, we don't even get rain anymore. So the visual of Christmas for me has always been the twinkling lights on the houses. I love it. I even love those tacky—I did quotation fingers there, you couldn't see me— those inflatable decorations, like the huge Santa Mickey Mouse I'll be putting up in my front yard this year. Every house I see decorated early makes my face light up as bright as a Christmas tree bulb. There's actually one at the end of my block that put them up. I was like, yes! Yes! It is time! honorable legends, legends. Whew, we have got to fix that jingle who's in charge of that you're the only one who does anything on this podcast well thank you imaginary listener who sounds like kermit the frog but you're not helping This is actually something i just noticed driving the other day christmas tree lots are already up now this episode is coming out on thanksgiving but i'm recording it before thanksgiving and christmas tree lots are already up who buys a christmas tree now that thing has got to be dead by the time you get it to december 25th right I don't know. I've never bought one this early, but just seeing them up still makes me happy. But now let's get to number one. Those who know me should not be surprised that my number one is Disneyland. Christmas is a magical holiday. Disneyland is a magical vacation spot. When Disneyland is decorated for Christmas, it's almost too much magic. From the Christmas decorations all over the various lands, to the festive Disneyland parade, to the fireworks display, to the tune of your favorite Christmas carols, to It's a Small World being transformed for the holidays, Disneyland just gets ten times better at Christmas time. And growing up, I had a tradition. My mom and I used to go to Disneyland every Thanksgiving, so Disneyland was our kickoff to the Christmas season. When we would arrive at Disneyland, it would always be done up for Christmas, and from then on, it was time to celebrate Christmas. So, Disneyland, plus Christmas, plus my mom, plus nostalgia, is why Disneyland is my number Number one, favorite harbinger of holiday happiness. And that actually leads me to our next segment. It's time to start decorating soon, if you haven't already. And if you don't want to spend a fortune on store-bought decorations, or if you just want to have a little fun craft to do with the kids, or something to do by yourself while you're watching Christmas movies, this next segment is a little craft you can do at home. Don't worry, you don't have to be Martha Stewart, and you don't need a ton of crazy supplies. But this is the first time I've ever had guests on the show. So won't you please make them feel welcome as my special guests join me for We Need a Little Christmas Now! Need a little- So, for this segment, I've enlisted the help of my mother. Say hello. Hi. And Hi. my oldest son, Michael. Say hello. Hello. We are going to do a Christmas craft where we are going to make...
2: A poinsettia. Very good. Okay.
0: My lovely mother-in-law and uh, youngest son are in the background.
2: <laughs> Cheering us on. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, what you need to do is have a... S- A piece of paper with a square. And um, the easiest way to do that is to just get a regular piece of paper, and I usually use red because, you know, poinsettias are red. And I fold it into a triangle, and then um, I cut off the part that isn't a triangle. And you want to save that part for later, so just cut that piece off. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then and here it on. is. This this square has become a triangle. Okay. So. Now I'm going to make another... I'm going to fold it in half and make another triangle. And now I'm going to fold it in half and make another triangle. Okay. And now I'm going to fold it again to make another triangle, but it will be an isosceles triangle. And... Uh, what it is, is you fold one corner of the triangle in this manner. So it almost looks like a, a geometric ice cream
0: cone. Oh, you don't have to tell the nerds listening. They knew as soon as you said.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. Now, now this is the important part. We're going to cut it. Make sure you have a pair of scissors that can cut a lot of pieces of paper. And all you're going to do is cut an oval, but now that, that ice isolates triangle, don't cut the one with the huge big fold. Cut the area with all the all the other folds on it. So here you go. You're just gonna cut.
0: So like. basically, you cut the uh, the straight side, not the uh, the uh, angled side.
2: Whatever. Just make sure you don't cut the big fold, the one that's just one fold. So and then after you cut that kind of an oval,
0: it turns into a red flower.
2: <laughs> so and I. I prefer to do it also in green and yellow because it looks mm-hmm. much prettier with with a little pop behind it. I didn't do the yellow one, but there it is. Okay. Now, this leftover stuff. Yeah, the leftover stuff. You use it to punch holes, and I happen to use a Mickey Mouse hole punch, but you can use whatever hole punches you want. And you just punch, make sure you punch some red and green and yellow holes. What what do they make, Michael? And they make Mickey
0: Mouse's inside
2: (laughs) the thing so it kind of looks like a poinsettia. Yeah, we sprinkle them in the middle because there's yellow, green, and red in the middle. Those are the seeds. Yeah. And that's it. And like I said, you can use any color. I've seen people use white and just use red magic marker to make it. You know, flashy like the newer poinsettias, and I've even used brown paper. The end.
0: And you can do it. You, this is something you can do. Like the kids can help out with. And Easy you can peasy. Do lots of them, and you to hang them up around the house.
2: Yeah, because Michael, how many of these did you punch out for me? A ton. <laughs> That's right.
0: Literally <laughs> a ton. Two thousand pounds. A thousand pounds. <laughs> a ton. Oh. Well, I'm pretty sure I just lost some nerd cred. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much, mommy. Oh, you're very, very welcome. <laughs> and thank you very much, Michael. And thank okay. you very much, Nana. Yes, thank you very much, Nana and James, for putting up with this. <laughs> Happy crafting, everyone. Bye bye. Do it. Bye bye. There you go. I hope you enjoyed that. My first guest segment. I realized some of the descriptions were kind of visual, and they don't it may be hard for you to conceptualize. I'll be putting a step by step blog with photos up at Can't Wait for Probably not today, but in the next couple days. Sorry, Thanksgiving is super busy around this house. Well, I mean around every house. So, But I promise I will get to it soon so that you can start those crafts over the weekend. And I'll be sure to put the link to the blog in the show notes of this episode. So thank you, Mom. Thank you, Michael, for doing that craft with us and sharing it with everybody. And also, thank you to Dania and James for providing a little joyous noise in the background. So now, let's move on to a new segment. I get emails, Facebook messages, and comments on the website from you folks, and I think it might be beneficial to address some of your questions or comments on the show. So let's delve into Santa Bab's mailbag. Santa Bab, he is gonna read some emails from you or tweets. On Facebook messages to Santa Bab. He is opening up his mailbag tonight. First email is from Liz. She says, hey, Tim, love the show. But when I was listening to your episode about the top five Christmas candies, I couldn't believe you left out Ghirardelli peppermint bark chocolate. Those are some serious yum. I can't get through a Christmas without them. Well, thank you, Liz. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. I did forget that one. But like I said on that episode, I am not a huge peppermint guy. But thanks for sharing. I'm glad the peppermint lovers got some representation. Also, I was in the candy aisle the other day stocking up on Reese's Trees, and I saw chocolate-covered cherries in the Christmas candy section. Is this a Christmas thing? My mom has a friend who always gives her chocolate-covered cherries for Christmas. It's like a tradition. But I thought it was just their thing. Is this a Christmas candy tradition? I'm not asking you, Liz. I guess I don't know who I am. at. I should have asked my mom. She was just here. Well, if any of you know, feel free to write in. Next up is a Facebook comment I got from Jess. He says, uh, I'm a bit sad that I can't participate in the contest as I use Android for my podcast listening. You know, Jess, I am sorry. I hadn't even thought about that. I just assumed everybody was listening on iTunes. Uh, So I guess we'll have to do a second contest. This time it's a Facebook contest. Step one, like our Facebook fan page. Step two, share the post about today's episode on your page. Post it on your wall. Do whatever you have to do to share it with your friends. Preferably with a little blurb saying how awesome it is and you could win one of five golden things. And by things, I mean can't wait for Christmas tree ornaments. We'll pick five winners and each of you will get an ornament. But hurry, because this contest is going to close December 10th so that I have time to mail out your ornaments so they can be on your tree in time for Christmas. Last entry from Santa Babs Mailbag comes from Leslie. This was actually a comment from our very first episode. She says, Tim, this was great. Thanks for sharing this with everyone. May I suggest top five Christmas-themed movies? Also, A Muppet Christmas Carol just HAS to be on there. HAS is in all caps. Uh, Can't wait for the next episode. (laughs) Nice. And can't wait for... Can't wait for the next episode and can't wait for Christmas either. Uh, thanks, Leslie. I'm definitely going to get to Christmas-themed movies at some point, And I agree, I absolutely do have to have a segment about the Muppet Christmas Carol someday soon. In fact, that was originally my plan for this episode. But while I was doing research, I found another classic Muppet Christmas movie that I didn't even know existed until I was doing this research. The more I learned about it, the more it captured my imagination. So today, we're going to talk about the lost treasure that is a Muppet family Christmas. For we need a little Christmas,
1: right this very minute, candles in the window, carols at the spinach.
0: With Marvel's Avengers movies breaking box office records left and right, the concept of shared universes in public entertainment isn't exactly a crazy concept anymore. Iron Man and Hulk hang out and we're all cool with it. But in 1987, it took the magic of Christmas to bring together the four corners of the Henson Empire. You see, in 1968, Joan Ganz Cooney was developing a show for PBS and brought in puppeteer Jim Henson. The result was the TV show Sesame Street and it was a colossal success. But by the mid-70s, Jim Henson began to feel that he was being thought of only as a children's entertainer, so he set out to create a show that could be enjoyed by children and adults. After two failed pilot episodes in the U.S., he was able to sell the show to a station in the U.K., which then syndicated it in the U.S. The show was, of course, The Muppet Show, and it was among the most-watched shows on TV when it aired. By 1983, Jim was feeling experimental again, and this time he brought his special brand of magic to the relatively new premium channel HBO, and Fraggle Rock was born. In the meantime... The Muppet Show had made the jump to the big screen with The Muppet Movie and The Great Muppet Caper. Then, in 1984, came The Muppets Take Manhattan, which featured a dream sequence showing the Muppets when they were little babies. This sequence inspired an animated series from Jim Henson Company and Marvel Productions called The Muppet Babies. So... We've got four distinct Henson universes. Sesame Street, The Muppets, The Fraggles, and Muppet Babies. There had been a few minor crossovers before this. Kermit the Frog would show up on Sesame Street pretty regularly. Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch made cameos in the Muppet movies. And in The Muppets Take Manhattan, a group of Sesame Street Muppets as well as Uncle Traveling Matt from The Fraggles were all in attendance for the wedding of Kermit and Piggy. But... For a true crossover where all four of these universes came together to interact, the public would have to wait until Samuel L. Jackson appeared at the end of the credits of an episode of Sesame Street and told Grover, I'd like to talk to you about the Christmas Initiative. No, wait, that's not right at all. But these four did come together on ABC in 1987 for a Muppet Family Christmas.
1: Guys, this is the best idea we've had in years. Christmas at my mother's farm. Sounds great, Fozzie, but don't you think we should have called your mother to let her know we were coming? Oh, how little you understand bears, Kermit. My mother loves surprises. Good thing she's in for beauty. Surprise!
0: Surprise! It starts off with the Muppets piled into Fozzie's truck and driving to his mother's farmhouse on Christmas Eve. Fozzie plans to surprise his mother, but he doesn't know that she already planned to fly to California for Christmas. She rented her farmhouse out to a man and his dog. But that's not just any man and his dog. They turn out to be Doc and Sprocket from Fraggle Rock. Doc had rented out the place to spend a nice, quiet Christmas. Because apparently wherever Doc lives is not very quiet around Christmas. I don't know. I don't know if they even established where Doc lives. But regardless, Doc is going to be pretty disappointed when all these Muppets show up. Fozzie's mom is also disappointed because she had hoped to spend Christmas in sunny California like I said, like lying on the beach I gotta tell you Fozzie's mom, I've lived in California all my life and it still gets plenty cold here in the wintertime so you're not missing that much Plus, you get to spend your Christmas with all those Muppets This apparently was very little consolation to Fozzie's mom as she had to clear out her house to make room for these new guests
1: uh, Listen Mrs. Bear, you know, I know there are an awful lot of us here Oh, and don't so I just... you worry about it hmm? There's plenty of room for everybody Excuse me You promised me a nice,
0: quiet Christmas.
1: You think you're disappointed? I just took three months of surfing lessons for Zip!
0: While Fozzie's mom was cleaning out the house, she finds some old home movies, and they realize it's the Muppets' first Christmas together. They roll the film, and look at that. It's the Muppet Babies. Now, this is interesting, because this is actually a retcon of Muppet continuity. Up till now... The Muppets first met kind of like the way we see him in the Muppet movie. Kermit starts off in a swamp, then he meets Fozzie, then they meet Gonzo, then they meet Piggy, and they meet the Electric Mayhem, and they just, it snowballs. That's supposed to be how they first met. But now they're saying the Muppets all met as babies. Up till now, that's only been true on the Muppet Babies TV show. Even the scene in Muppets Take Manhattan was just a dream sequence, but now they're saying the Muppets really did all know each other as babies. It raises so many questions, like why are all these, mu- why is a bear and a frog and a pig and whatever Gonzo is, why are they all being raised together as babies? Like, what happened to their parents? Why are they all being raised together? And if this is where they met as babies, why are they all meeting again in the Muppet movie? Is this a time continuity snafu? Or are the laws of Muppet reality being rewritten before our very eyes? Before your brain can explode from trying to figure that out, Animal breaks through the screen and the scene is over. Oh, that was
1: fun. Even weirdos are cute when they're babies. I knew you'd learn to love us. I didn't say that.
0: Later, Fozzie becomes friends with a snowman who can talk because, of course, the snowman can talk. Also, he can judge. So Fozzie and the snowman try to become a comedy duo. They try to do their act in the farmhouse only to be thwarted by Statler and Waldorf, the two old Muppets who are always heckling Fozzie on The Muppet Show. Hey, 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 everybody, would you like to see our new act? We'd love to
1: see your act. In fact, we'd hate to miss your act. In fact, we'd love to hate your act. Oh. <laughs> um, Stantler, Waldorf, where'd you guys come from? They're friends of mine, Fozzie. They come visit me every Christmas. My mother is friends with you guys? These two comics are made for each other.
0: The snowman is ice cold and the bear's not so hot. please. I gotta say, I'm very glad my mom has never invited any of my hecklers over to her house for Christmas. That I know of. But then a group of carolers come by the farmhouse, and it turns out to be the gang from Sesame Street. See the blazing Yule before us! La
1: la 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 Strike the heart and join the chorus! La 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 I will not sing this song! La 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 While I count the yule thy treasure!
0: La, 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 la. Now the house is even more crowded and Doc has lost any hope of spending a nice quiet Christmas. But I think slowly but surely he doesn't seem to mind anymore. Uh,
1: oh, hi there! Hey, we're Ernie and Bert. Yeah. Well hi there yourself. I'm Doc. Oh, cool. did you know that Doc starts with the letter D? Uh-huh. Why, yes. Yes, yes starts with the letter Y. Yeah. True. And true starts with the letter D. What is this? Where we come from. This is small talk. (laughs) Whatever you say. Well, it's nice to meet you, but I've got to go and build some bunk beds. Bunk
0: Bunk beds. C words Ah. But there's still short one VIP at the farmhouse. Miss Piggy is Christmas shopping and has not yet arrived at the farmhouse. Then a blizzard is coming in as Kermit is worried about Piggy being stuck out in the blizzard. Boy, that storm is really getting worse. Yeah, I
1: hope Miss Piggy is Okay. There is one worried frog. Aha! Uh-huh, that's one, one worried frog. Oh, uh, he's not the only one. That's two, two worried frogs. ha. Uh, 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 uh. Search sure, me, horse more small talk, I think. Hey, I better go out and get some firewood.
0: While they're pacing around and worrying, Kermit's nephew Robin finds a hole in one of the walls of the basement. He and Kermit investigate inside the hole, and they find themselves inside Fraggle Rock. Uh, hi there. Hey. Uh, hi, yourself.
1: Hey. Uh, you're Fraggles. I'll say, But you're not. I'll see. Uh, no, I- I'm Kermit. This is Robin. Uh, we're frogs. Oh, well, what's a frog? <laughs> They're frogs. Mm-hmm. I'll say. Don't touch them. Frogs are probably noted germ carriers. Oh uh, Well, actually, we just came down here to wish you all a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Uh, what's Christmas? Yeah. Oh, don't you have Christmas? Mm-mm. No. Well, that's when you gather together with the people you love. And you wish each other peace
0: on earth. Oh. Up in the kitchen, the Swedish chef is trying to cook Big Bird. Spoiler alert, don't worry kids, he doesn't. But that's one of the great things about this movie. It's so fun to see characters that don't normally interact having scenes together. <gasps> 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 yeah,
1: bark bark. <gasps>
0: don't you just hate it when you can't speak the language. Finally, Doc finds Miss Piggy, she makes a grand entrance, and the whole gang gets together in the farmhouse for a medley of classic Christmas songs. And then Jim Henson himself appears, putting the final bow on this beautiful Christmas crossover extravaganza. Now, like I said, I had never seen this movie up until earlier this year. I don't know how that was possible. I was a huge fan of all four of these franchises. All four! When I was doing research on the Muppet Christmas Carol, I stumbled upon this video on YouTube. I went to buy a copy on Amazon. It was like 100 bucks. I was like, why is this so expensive? Apparently, it hasn't been released on video since its 2002 DVD release. And that is out of print. I assume it's a rights issue since Muppets and the Muppet Babies are owned by Disney now and Sesame Street is owned by Sesame Workshop and Fraggles are owned by... I have no idea who owns the Fraggles anymore. I don't even think Wikipedia knows. I looked it up and Wikipedia went, Burr which is hard to spell. But I found out my library had a copy of the old DVD, so I checked it out and showed it to my oldest son, Michael. Now, Kermit and the Muppets are a mainstay at our house. The first movie he ever saw in a theater was Muppet Vision 3D at Disneyland. Hey, Disneyland, could you bring that back, please? Enough with Frozen. Sorry, separate rant. But he's never seen Fraggle Rock, and he's actually seen very little Sesame Street, so I wasn't sure what he'd think of it. Turns out he liked it a lot. Even if you don't have a history with these characters, even if you don't understand the significance of this crossover event, this movie just works. And that's saying quite a bit because my son saw the DVD version, which is way different from the version that I saw on YouTube. You see, when they made this movie, they negotiated the rights for some of the songs they sang for TV only. So rather than pay the extra to put the songs on home video, they just cut them out. So for instance, when they go to watch the movie of the Muppet Babies, it immediately turns off. So you get like three seconds of Muppet Babies. And also when Fozzie and the snowman are first telling jokes, the song Slay Ride is playing underneath. And so that whole scene gets cut out of the DVD and you never get to really see why Fozzie is so excited to tell Kermit about his new comedy partner. Come
1: on, it's lovely weather for a bear and a snowman like you. Hey, that's pretty good harmony for a snowman. Actually, I'm a snowman. What's a snoo man? Nothing's a snoo man. What's
0: a snoo with you? Ah! All in all, quite a bit is cut out. And while it didn't stop my son from enjoying the movie, there is a movement to get a proper Blu-ray release with all the scenes added back in. Because let's face it, Disney has the cash to make this happen. There's actually a Facebook page on the subject, and I put a link in the show notes because I too would like to see this movie get back into circulation. It is a watershed moment in Henson history, and it's a super fun flick that's great to enjoy at time. Plus, the DVD had no extras on it, and this feature would have been way easier to do if I could have just popped in a director commentary or something. So let's get on it, people. Bring Muppet Family Christmas home properly and in style. I'm Tim Babb, and I approve this message.
1: We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Well, they certainly seem to be having a good time out there, Sprocket. (coughs) (coughs) Yeah, I like it when they have a good time. But I tell you what, somebody's got to do something about these dishes, Froggitt. Come on. I'll wash and you dry, okay?
0: After all that peace, love, harmony coming together, things are about to get adversarial up in here. It's time for Who Sang It Best? <laughs> Last time, it was the Battle of the Frosties, Gene Audrey versus Jimmy Durante. This one was super close the whole time. The lead kept changing. I would check every couple days. I'm like, oh, now he's ahead. Oh, now he's ahead. And while Jimmy Durante's version for the Rankin-Bass Christmas special is clearly popular, it was the original, the first person to ever perform the song, Gene Audrey, who came out on top in our poll. So congrats, Gene. But now it's time for tonight's matchup. But don't worry. Everything's going to be all white. White Christmas, that is. (laughs) I am sorry. First off... Bing Crosby is disqualified. I think he has an unfair advantage with this song, so we're picking two singers who also did wonderful but very different versions of this holiday classic. Let's meet our contestants! In this, in this corner, corner, it's, it's the, the legendary, legendary doo-wop group, group that started, started in New, New York and, York and wound up in, up in the Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll Hall, of Hall of Fame. Here are the, the Drifters! Drifters.
1: Du, 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 du. Uh, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where those tops listen And children listen to hear Sleigh bells in the snow The oh,
0: snow in this corner, it's old Blue Eyes himself. A man so well-connected even though he's been dead for 17 years I'm too scared to make a joke about him. The one, the only, Frank
1: Sinatra! I'm dreaming of a white Christmas With every Christmas car May your day be merry and bright,
0: and may all your be bright. Now you can watch YouTube videos of the full songs before you vote at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. Polls will only be opened until December 15th this time. But you can vote once a day, every day until then. So head to the website early and often to help us decide who sang it best. (laughs) Lastly, before we go, we have some unfinished business. We had a contest last episode, and it is time to announce the winners. But before we do, I want to give a huge thank you to everyone who sent in iTunes reviews. I really appreciate that you guys took the time. And some of you wrote some really sweet things. So thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I'll do my best to make sure going forward this show is worthy of those glowing reviews. So first we'll announce our four runners-up. You each win an I'd Rather Be Christmas Shopping reusable shopping bag, an Ugly is the New Black Christmas Sweater greeting card, and a Santa Claus I'm Making a List post-it notepad. Those runners-up are Aaron, Bryce, Michael, and Grace. Congratulations folks, I'll be contacting you by email so I can get your shipping address so that I can send these out to you as soon as I can. I'll also be contacting our grand prize winner who gets the bag, the card, the post-its, plus the official Christmas freak flag car flag, a tube of I can't wait for Christmas wrapping paper, a Santa Claus nice list pin button, and an I can't wait for Christmas bumper sticker. Congratulations to Linda! Again, thanks to all who entered and left reviews. And as a reminder, all of these prizes are from the official Can't Wait for Christmas podcast store at Zazzle.com slash can't wait for christmas The site that hosts our store, is Zazzle, they have some great promotional deals around this time, especially on Cyber Monday. So check out our Twitter or our Facebook page. I'll, I'll get the promo codes. See, if you order something from them, you can get on their mailing list, and I chose to be on their mailing list, and they send me promo codes all the time. And some of them get some pretty deep discounts, uh, especially on, like, Cyber Monday and that whole weekend. Actually, uh, so I'll be posting those uh, codes on Twitter, on Facebook, and you get the stuff from our store. Like, in addition to the stuff we have been talking about, you can uh, have your own stockings that you can personalize. Like, you can put you can put the name on there, and also you can add a picture. So you have the picture of your, pictures of your family, not only hanging stockings, but you're hanging pictures of your family on your mantle. Uh, got a snow globe. You can add your family's picture to that. You can do stamps, Christmas cards with your family picture and your name, uh, all sorts of stuff. And that's all at the site. So if you want to have some cool Christmas gifts and save some money, check out the promo codes on uh, Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> Well, that is probably enough show for one day. I feel like we've stuffed this thing fuller than a turducken. Remember to share our Facebook page if you want to enter the new contest. And while you're on Facebook, be sure and join that Let's Give the Muppets a Proper Release Facebook page. Don't forget to vote in our Who Sang It Best poll and stop by our official store. Also, watch your feeds early next month because I think the show will be coming out before the 25th. I know, I usually release the shows on the 25th of each month, but for some reason, I just can't wait for Christmas. (laughs)
1: That was Christmas, 1983.
0: <laughs> Actually, Dad, it's 2015.
1: Oh. Ho, <laughs> oh, ho, oh, oh. Thank you for listening to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you have any comments on this or any episode, feel free to leave them at our website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you can also find our iTunes link where you can subscribe and write us a review. A five-star one, if you're so inclined. (laughs) You'll also find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can find all sorts of customizable Christmas merchandise. You'll also find a link to our Facebook fan page and our Twitter feed. And if you want to email us directly, we can always be reached at christmas at tancast.com. The Can't Wait for Christmas podcast is part of the Tancast Podcast Network. We wish you a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band. And this wonderful version of Jingle Bells on the accordion was performed formed by the amazing Kristen Norwicki. All other music and sound effects are properties of their individual copyright holders and no infringement is intended. All right, I think that's the end of this show. I can't think of anything else to add. How about you boys? God bless us, everyone. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. You
2: said this would be visual because I uh, don't know how to describe one of the... Forced. Uh, one of the f- folds
1: if you hear this sound turn the page <laughs> boom <laughs> i will
0: have pic- i will take pictures and then we can upload those okay <laughs> welcome back to the show i am your host tim bab recording live welcome back to welcome back to this sh- welcome back to the show i am your host tim bab reporting to you live right. ah, stop saying live I've actually bought a few CDs based on hearing songs off that channel I'd never heard of before, including the music you are hearing in the background right now, which I don't have the thing for. I've got to look it up because I wrote in the notes. Hey, I'll look that up later and I forgot I wrote that. So now I'm recording and I have to look it up. That's a little song I wrote. It's called Tim Didn't Prepare Very Well. (laughs) <laughs> while i was talking i actually googled tim didn't prepare very well which does not help in this instance paul mccartney it's not paul mccartney i know who he is the muppets i know who they are we'll talk about them later charlie brown we talked about him a while ago but bon- oh it's for it's hard to pronounce Bonfiglio. Bonfiglio. Of course I picked one that's hard to pronounce. I'm going to go with Bonfiglio. From the Christmas decorations all over the various lands, to the festive Disneyland parade, to the fireworks display, to the tune of your favorite Christmas carols, and It's a Small World being transformed for the holidays just gets ten times better at Christmas time. Ow. Oh, that is a that is a heck of a sentence, Dimbab. Well, thank you. It wasn't a compliment. Oh. our kickoff to the Christmas season. We had a ride. We had a ride to Disneyland. It will be all done up for Christmas. And from then on, it was time to celebrate Christmas. When we arrived at Disneyland, I have no idea what I meant to say in that sentence. I didn't think that was text to speech. That was just some hilariously bad typoing. With Marvel's Avengers movies breaking box office records left and right, the concept of a shared universe in public entertainment, blah, 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 With Marvel's Avengers movies breaking box office records left and right, the concept of a shared... With Marvel's Avengers movies breaking box office records left and right, the concept of a shared... With Marvel's Avengers movies breaking... (laughs) I sounded so wounded. (coughs) Wow, this was one. I was writing this part in the car, and so I was doing text-to-speak. Let me show you, I don't know what the sentence was supposed to be, but here's what it says. Uptown now, the actual Muppets, they all first met. Where we see how we see them in Muppet movie, I get this big row picture with Kermit. Me to bother you, but he needs Gonzo. I go, they also call us together as one big group. Nailed it. You got that right. I think you understood what I was trying to say. I think. I think you did. I'll also be contacting our grand prize winner who gets the bag, the card, the post its, plus the official Greek. Greek?